So today we got Andrew Schubert. How you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. No problem. So how did you get into like fitness and all that? So I didn't get into fitness until I, I turned 30. Um, I, I realized that I let myself go. So, um, I just started dabbling with it again and then I got hooked on it, got addicted to it. And I've just been rocking and rolling for, I, I turned 36 next week. So I've been like serious about fitness for about five and a half, six years. Um, there wasn't like any big catalyst that really drove me to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just decided I wanted to, uh, you know, quit being fluffy. Like how big were you? Uh, the biggest I was is two sixteen, but I was a really soft two sixteen. I'm five nine. I'm five nine, so um, two hundreds on the larger size for me um, with my build. But two sixteen, I was, I was a soft two sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah, because you said you were like bigger. I was like thinking like three hundred pounds or something like that. Yeah, you know, like my yeah, big ass. I don't. I don't have like a wild success story of like a hundred pound weight loss or anything. I've just uh, I've gotten myself under control. Yeah. You know, I, I pay attention pay attention to what I eat. Um, I try to lift. It, it doesn't always work this way, but I lift four to six times a week, sometimes on Sundays. Um, but it's just become a lifestyle for me. Um, and it's, it's an expectation of myself. So it's not, it's no longer a, a chore or really a burden to, to lift or to, to work out or eat right. It's just, um, it's become a habit really part of who I am. Yeah. But I mean, you look fantastic. I mean, solid. Thank so, you. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, <laughs> so I was seeing your brand on a bunch of people's uh, follow on Instagram. And I was like, what is this? And I started just looking into it. And this uh, Jessica goes, uh, Jessica eats keto. Uh, mm-hmm. She posted like, a shirt that said, uh, fuck, what was it? Hustle. Oh, no. Do the fucking work. That and I, I bought, yeah, I bought that shirt. I bought that shirt. Some stickers from you. I love your merch, but when I put it on, and you know, it was like a it was like a crop top from the eighties on because it was so tiny. I was like, "What the fuck, man? I'm too fat." <laughs> what size did you order? That's not that's not important. <laughs> what size did you order? I think I ordered. I think I ordered. Well, I think I ordered extra large. And how long ago was this? This is like five weeks ago, six weeks ago. And you still can't fit in it. Uh, I've gotten bigger. I don't think it's his shirt. I think you're the <laughs> no, 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 no. I know it's not him. It, no, that's what I was saying. So I sent him a message like, "Hey, man, I promise. As soon as I can fit into this shirt, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tag you and all that stuff." He's, he's like, "Okay, man, sounds good." I was like, "What the fuck, man?" I was like, "Damn." Uh, so we do have an athletic fit. Um, they are on this, I guess, slightly uh, slimmer size. Um, the idea mainly, I want everybody to look good um, in a shirt that fits you. <laughs> so they are a little looser. They're a little looser around the waist, but they're tight, like we're everywhere it matters. So like, even if you've got like 12 inch arms and you're wearing a small, the sleeves are still going to be snug on your biceps. And that's the, that's the idea behind this fit. <laughs> oh no, it's not the shirt. It's me being fat. I don't think any of us thought that it was his material. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. you, you put so, bad well, shit out there, man. No, you know, but, uh, no, well, We'll we'll size you up, and then it'll it'll make you look really good. Yeah. What brand do you use? I use Next Level. Okay. Yeah, because the way a shirt so we, feels, man, that makes a big difference. They like feel good. Yeah, we've, and everything. We've got a sixty forty um, cotton poly blend, so the shrinkage is pretty minimal, and then they yeah they're super soft right out the gate, even before you wash them, and then they just get softer. Um, 
and the durability is really good. Like, um, I just trash my shirts. Like I wear, obviously I wear all my own stuff in the gym, but like I go pretty hard and I'm not easy on anything. And then like, if I'm working around the house, I'm still wearing the shirts and they just, they hold up really well. So we've been, uh, using this style out of the gate and I don't have any intention of going anywhere else. So do you do everything in house? Yeah, I've got, so right outside the door here, we've got our gym, um, which makes this really easy because I can just lift and then walk in here and, and hop on a call. And then um, on the other side of the building, I've got a print shop and warehouse. So is that your background? No. Yeah. All right. We're going to dive into it. <laughs> so when I was, uh, when I turned 19, I like on my 19th birthday, I was going through training and I went out and walked onto an oil rig. Um, I grew up like working hard. My dad had really good work ethic. He was a mechanic for 22 years. So like, I knew like, you got to work hard. I didn't want to go to college. So I knew I was going to have to work hard to make any money. Uh, so I got on an oil rig when I was 19 and I climbed the ladder in the oil field. I got my dream job in 2018. I got my dream job, the job I'd been chasing for 12 or 13 years. I finally got it. And then I had that for two years. And then all this silly stuff happened a couple of years ago. I lost my job. And then uh, I decided I wanted to pursue something else to keep myself out of the oil field. Um, I'd been home, just being home for a couple months. My kids adapted to me being home every night and spending more time with them. I was on the road two weeks out of the month before. So um, we just, we made a hard pivot. I, I was obviously passionate about fitness. Um, I've always been passionate about like, you know, badass graphics, badass gym gear. I have no experience like with graphic design or printing or anything like that. But, um, I decided I was just going to try to start a brand and, and see where it went. So December of 2020 in the middle of all the craziness that was happening, we just, we fired off the business and we've been going full steam ahead ever since. That's fucking impressive, man. It was yeah, so I'm just I'm just a blue collar guy. Like I like to work hard. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Like if there's work, I'm I'm happy. <laughs> so this is just uh it's a it's a big pivot for being on an oil rig, obviously, but it's still like it's a it's a daily hustle. Like it's nonstop running all the time and and that's the kind of work I like. So Wow. It's funny how like uh a, a- something that can happen in life can push us in a direction that's probably better than what we were on the course before. Absolutely. Yeah. I always look for the silver lining or a blessing in disguise. And that's, that's kind of what I, there's a lot of like, there's a, a series of unfortunate things that happen to like really give birth to this company. And I mean, obviously I wouldn't trade any one of them because it's led to something pretty incredible. But um, at the time they all seemed like big setbacks, like, Hey, I just lost my job. Um, and I was like, I, I was making more money than I ever thought humanly possible at the time in the oil field. And then I just lost that. It just shut off. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily we'd been pretty smart with our money. So it was able to float us for quite a while, <laughs> but it allowed us to get into this without any stress of, uh, you know, bankruptcy or anything like that. Did you, uh, when, when the oil field started opening back up, did they try to get you back? Yeah. They're still trying to get me back. Really? You said, fuck it. Yeah, I've turned down probably a dozen job offers so far. Wow. I mean, I, I'm I'm never going to truly take it off the table mm-hmm. because uh, I, 
this might sound shallow. It's it's a lot of fucking money. It's a lot of money to go back out there into the position I was in. So like if I did it with intent this time, instead of out of obligation, like if I was to go out there and maybe, you know, commit to, even if it was just six months, like that could be a huge investment into growing mm. maybe space or, or hiring people or like just investing, being an investor myself into the company. Because right now it's, it's me, my wife. Um, I've got my buddy, James, he's in here often. He's not an employee, but he's, uh, he's just like, my henchman. That's what I call him. He's just always <laughs> here. You know, we toss out ideas. We go to, he, like he comes to events and stuff when we travel. And, um, but you know, it would be nice to be able to grow without having to bring in a third party investor. If it came to that, um, ideally, like I'll just keep growing this business and it will, it will allow all that growth by itself, but I'll never take an opportunity off the table, <laughs> but for the last like year and a half, I've been getting offers and I've, I've turned them all down. Well, I mean, yeah, because you got so much experience in doing it, you know, so someone with your experience, they would, they're going to come with you at a f- fat offer soon. I can see it. Man. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh, you know yeah. what? You're going to you're gonna talk to your wife. Well, what do you think? And she's going to be like, yeah, um, yeah go do it. <laughs> you know? And yeah, yeah. My, my latest, my latest job offer is two days ago. I got a call on Friday. Like, Hey, we need you in two weeks. And I was like, no, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like, you give me like six months notice so I can like, you know, I've, there's a lot of uh, certifications, you know, I it just simple stuff like first aid, CPR, um, all that stuff I need. But then I need like different, like um, specific well control certifications and stuff to even have that job and that stuff. I can't like pull that off in a week anyway, even if I wanted to. So it would have to be a little bit more thought out than an impulse job offer, but it, it makes, I, I mean, I guess it, it makes me feel good knowing that like, even after this long of being away, people still are trying to like call me back. It at least lets me know that I did a really good job while I was out there. Yeah, for sure. So how did you launch the, the, your, uh, t-shirt of the month? I didn't even realize I was signed up for that. And I I got an email the other day saying I would get a t-shirt in the mail. I was like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that was not part of the original business model. I I didn't really want to do that to begin with Mm -hmm. just because that meant I had to commit you know, I had to commit like the creative part of my brain to constantly be pumping out new stuff. And I was afraid that I would get uh, like a mental fatigue and start maybe like sacrificing, you know, the badass vibe of the company if I started pumping out too much. Um, Because I, I, we had talked about it, my wife and I had talked about it, and I talked myself out of it. And then um, I, I guess, are you, are you in the Facebook group? Um, I don't think so. Okay. So I've got a community on Facebook and it's, it's a, it's a really unique, it's a badass community, but like I bounce ideas off people in there all the time. Like I have direct um, contact with like a thousand of my customers that are in there. I just like, I can post something and get feedback. And that's really how I've steered a lot of the direction of the company is based off direct feedback from that Facebook group. You know, a thousand people out of all of our purchases is like, that's a pretty solid like polling group to be able to pull ideas from. So like I'll throw ideas and see what they think. And so I, one day I just tossed that in there. I was like, what would you guys think? Like, would you be interested if I did a monthly shirt and you know, I, and I priced it right. They're only, it's 20 bucks free shipping. And like, everybody was like, I'm on board. Let's go. So, so we did it. I came up with a cool design. Um, there was a lot of like weird stuff in the background that I had to figure out because, uh, um, 
you know, I got to figure out like when the cutoff's going to be, when the billing's going to be, when the shirt's going to ship. There's like all these logistics that I had to figure out. But we started that off and I had a goal of getting like 25 people the first month and we got like 150 people the first month and it's been climbing ever since. So that's gone from something that I didn't really want in the business model to something that's now like one of my most primary focuses in the business model. Well, like, you know, getting a t-shirt and having it shipped to you for 20 bucks, that's like, you can't really beat, that's, that's no better deal, I don't think, man, because you know, you know the cost of how much the t-shirt just buying the plain t-shirt costs you and it's keeping on going up, you know? It's just like, yeah. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, that must be yeah. a typo, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to seize the opportunity. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, no, I'm so I, I am now absorbing more costs because since I started the shirt club, you know, everything's gone crazy. Shipping's gone up at least like we're right at like a dollar per every package I ship is about at least a dollar higher. And then, wow. you know, just the cost of raw materials is, uh, gone up a buck per per shirt. Um, ink ink alone has gone up. I don't know, like thirty five percent. It's crazy, like how we're seeing it all start to finally filter down to everything I'm doing. But I committed to having a very affordable monthly thing. So that thing, that's a game of numbers. It's not. That's just. Uh, I'm going to provide the best value I can, and then try to grow that as big as I can, so that way I can absorb any losses that happen in the future. Do you look at that as like brand awareness too, though? So that's right, on a business from a business standpoint, everything I sell is an advertisement for me. Yeah. Um, anytime somebody's wearing my shirt and like, it's super humbling and I'm super proud of it too. But um, every shirt that I've sold, somebody is a walking advertisement and is likely going to have somebody ask them about their shirt. 100%. So not only do they get like a badass shirt, but yeah, every, every shirt that goes out is an advertisement. And that's something I never thought of until like I started seeing people, you know, posting with the shirts on, like when the brand was new, people are posting with the shirt on. I'm like, Oh, that's, that, that's, that's free organic advertising. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's awesome. So that's kind of what we do with the, with our t-shirts and stuff. Like uh, I give people like uh, stickers for their cards and stuff. And like friends, like people send me pictures like, Hey, look, your stickers on you. I was like, that's cool as shit. And I'll send it to him, you know, and, like, he's like, Oh, that's so-and-so's yeah. car. I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah, man. Like, you know, it's, yeah. like, it's, it's cool seeing your shit out there, you know, like it is good seeing my stuff out there. Shut the fuck Thank up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He, uh, he, he, he got the logo made and you know, it's his the, podcast and this and that there's no weeds. He, 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 I'm not French, so I don't know what we are. <laughs> so are you guys having um are you guys having t-shirt shortages up there too? Because I know right down here in Memphis, they're like the place that a lot of the places get the shirts from, it's like completely wiped out. Yeah, so I've got a wholesaler account kind of nationwide. So I just source wherever it has them. Mm. Um shirts haven't been bad, hats, hats have been really bad. Um, and then some like some of the hoodies. Um, it's actually getting it looks like it's getting better. But China just so not everything comes from China, but a lot of stuff comes from China, right? Yeah. Um, so with China shutting down again, like I think like half of China shut down for like two months again. So I anticipate that here in like six months, we'll see like a massive supply shortage again. But um, I've been able to just kind of like wade through some of that um, inventory issues, some of like like the long sleeve stuff. <laughs> we have some supply issues with, but as far as like the blank shirts, we've, we've done. Okay. So what was your first, but there is, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, there, there definitely is like just a, uh, this looming supply chain 
ordeal that's happening all the time. Like, well, it's like it's just, it's because you know so much stuff, like you said, comes not everything, but so much comes from China, right? Because they make so much of the stuff that everybody uses, and when they get locked down or like our customers is not letting something come from China or some whatever port in that c- container ship sitting in the ocean or whatever. The price is just going up and up and up. And I don't ever mm-hmm. think, I don't ever think that the price of this, like, like, like your ink and stuff like that. I don't think it's going to co- go back down. I think the company's going to no. say, fuck it. We're just going to keep it high. If y'all are buying it still, we're going to keep it high. We're just going to make more money. Like profits yeah, for I like think- gas and all that stuff right now is so, are so high right now. It's crazy. Like, I think it's permanent too. Like I fully believe it's permanent. I believe like the, uh, I, I believe there, there might be like a correction in the housing market, but I believe it's going to be pretty unaffordable for the average Joe forever. I believe rent is going to be really hard to afford. I believe, I, I believe we're just on the, like a, a, a new chapter of pricing for everything. And that, that's really discouraging. Cause like I've, I've read some stuff that, um, I'm not getting political here. I'm just talking facts, <laughs> but, um, that, you know, a hundred thousand dollars now is not like considered like middle-class or whatever, like six figures is no longer like something to, that, that can really take you very far. And that's, that's kind of a, di- like a disgusting, um, fact there. Cause like six figures, and I still look at that as a lot of money, but, um, the fact that now, I don't know, I bought my house for um, like X amount. And now it's worth like two and a half X of what I bought it for. And that's, I, that's, but that's not good because like, that doesn't do me any good. I could sell my house, but then I got to go move into something like way smaller. It's just, uh, things are wild, but I, yeah, I don't think even like raw material, I don't think the price is ever coming down. I think we're going to just start seeing it. Like over in my mom's neighborhood, there's like so many houses. Everything's been bought by like a company, you know, like a investment company or something. It's like rent for lease, rent, rent. Is that yeah. y'all, do y'all see that where y'all live too in Montana or in your, uh, your city? So we're we're still seeing a lot of influx of out of staters moving in and buying it up, um, and then living here. Now that everybody can re- like can actually work remotely, I think that a lot of people are just leaving their like home base. Um, so we're not seeing like that corporation style gobbling everything up. Like, like I keep reading about, but, um, I don't know. There's nothing sits on the market for more than like a week here. It's we're, we're kind of in like a real estate, like rush. Yeah. I saw that. I'll go ahead. It's just Montana, you know, it's like big wide open spaces. So like when everybody was scared of everything two years ago and trying to get away from people, it, it would make sense to like live in Montana where you can be a lot more remote for a lot cheaper and now it's not really the case the cheaper part's not the case i mean it's still wide open out here but we have had a huge influx our growth rate is up like two times in helena where i live like it's like two times higher than it has been historically just in the last couple of years i heard it's really beautiful up there man like you come and visit yeah <laughs> I, I mean i love it I, i'm gonna I, knock on your door I, yeah <laughs> I'll never, I'll never leave. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you, didn't you talk about going to Montana for a trip, Tony? Yeah. Polly wanted to go up there. Oh, uh, okay. So what was your first logo or your first shirt design? So I pumped out four, the first four that we did. And there's still, all four of those are still on the website, but the do the fucking work was number one. I've got primal AF is another one. Hungry yet humble. And give me, 
give me Liberty and give me deadlifts. Oh, okay. So I just wanted four, I wanted four like bold gym designs. And that was the first four we pumped out. Um, and then, so I had four shirts when I launched the website and that was it. And then we started adding like stickers and then the garage gym flags came next. And that's when, uh, that's when I realized we, we had something because everybody was building their garage gyms because everything was shut down and then everybody wanted one of our flags. So that first, first month was pretty insane. Um, we kind of did some stuff that I never thought like possible and it's been really cool. I've been able to meet a lot of people and, and build a really cool community just off like the garage gym enthusiasts. So on the t-shirt club of the month, is that, is it a new shirt you create every month? Yeah. Every month, uh, subscribers are going to get a new shirt that's unreleased and unavailable to anybody outside the shirt club. So it's like a, it's like a private club. Oh, um, it's exclusive. Nice. It's exclusive. I have, there's a couple of the designs I have rolled out into permanent shirts just to kind of see how that would work. Like I'm always testing. Like uh, I think even if you're operating at like 99.9% capacity or like efficiency, you're still like one split test away from a hundred percent. So like, no matter how good you're doing, you can always do just a little bit better. So I've, I rolled a couple out and that didn't seem to work real well. So I've gone back to more of the exclusive, like I'm retiring at the end of the month. Um, I am thinking about, changing things up a little bit and actually re-releasing them, but with different color combos. So like, say we got like black and gray here, maybe the new color combos, just different color shirt, different color print. But from now on, like as of like the last couple of months, every shirt that goes out in the shirt club, like once, once a month is over, they're done. Like that specific shirt will be, will be retired. So what's your process when you come to designing? Like uh, I'm looking at your website right now, like the fear average, live average, die forgotten. Like that's fucking tough, yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. So I, uh, I start with a slogan. I start with a, I start with a slogan. Like I'll, uh, I really just think out like the quotes. Um, and once I get dialed in on some verbiage and then basically like I just sit down and, and I, I, I'm self-taught with graphic design. So, um, I know like Adobe illustrator would be the place to be. I don't know how to use it. So I use Photoshop <laughs> because mm-hmm. I learned how to do graphic design on there. So I start in Photoshop. Um, and then I just take the, I take the verbiage and I'll start laying it out, seeing what kind of like format I want it in. And then I bring in like the, uh, like the elements of like the, just the badass graphics, the skulls, the, like that one's got a skull with the knife stuck in its head. So I just start putting everything together. Um, and then I'll stare at it, sleep on it, look at it a couple more times and then I'll build a mock-up and then I, that's when I pull the trigger. But it all it all starts with a slogan, and then I try to just kind of like tie the story together with the graphics. Yeah, because he had sent me um, when he was telling me that he found his page. Because I love skulls. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and when he sent me the oh, yeah. the uh, kettlebell skull, I was like, oh my god, that's fucking amazing, man. Yeah. Like, what was the process? I, like, I've never. I lo- like even though I'm wearing my buddy's uh, kettlebell shirt right now, but like this one's just tough, man. With the fucking. What was the thought process behind that? Like what was, what sparked your brain for that one? I just, yeah, exactly. What you just said, I wanted something tough, something that stands out, something, uh, I, I'm a skull guy myself. Like, um, I've got several skulls tattooed, but, um, I'm, I'm obsessed with, with skulls myself. So I just wanted something tough, something with skulls, but also that would narrate that, Hey, we're a, we're a fitness oriented brand. 
So just started messing around, built that one out. And um, that's another thing. I kind of sat on it for a while, thought about it, and then, and then we rolled with it. I love this. Um, is it, I guess it's a flag. It's the relentless in the pursuit of my greatness. That skull is sick, man. Yeah, I'm actually... <laughs> Um, I'm actually going to tattoo that on my chest, <laughs> not, not all the words, but like the skull I'm going to, I'm tattooing that on my chest. That'll be my chest piece. Um, that flag is not available yet. There's, there's two of them done in the world right now, but, um, I'm probably going to release those next month. Yeah. I'm going to buy you, Mark, Mark, I'm gonna buy you one of those. Cause that's, that's right up your alley. I'll put it up with my other ones. Yeah. I've got the other ones in the gen- in the garage right now. Is this what we bought Jared, the kettlebell? Or was it the bigger one? Oh, the uh, on it is that an on it kettlebell? Yeah, the ape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got the, I've I've got the bigger one too. It's disgusting. It's heavy. Oh, you <laughs> yeah, thought the Sasquatch one? Yeah, yeah dude. We, yeah. That's the one. Drop that thing off the house. I tried to pick it up. I was like, "What the fuck?" It was like it's way too heavy, man. Tony was like, I was like so, I, "So my buddy was like, man, I think I'm gonna get one of these.' So we buy him for Christmas or his birthday or something like that, and." um Tony's like, here's your package. I was like, how the fuck am I going to pick this thing up? He's like, just slide into yeah. your room. I was like, god damn, man. This fucking thing was heavy as shit. And he he still uses He said he dropped it one day, and not a thing happened to it. Like, it wasn't like a scratch or anything. It's just a fucking, I was like, damn, man. So how did, yeah, you, how pretty, did you start building your home gym? So it start when I was in the oil field, um, you know, I'm working pretty remotely. Like the oil rig is usually not next to a town. You don't ever see, I mean, down like Texas, you might, but like in out West, like all the rigs are quite a ways out of town. So I didn't have good solid access to a gym. So we got a little tiny building like the size of my office. And then I just built it out with, uh, you know, a small rogue rack, um, barbell plates and stuff. And then when I got laid off, I brought it all home. So when everything was like completely purged, like when all this like craziness happened in 2020, you couldn't find gym equipment anywhere. Everybody was sold out and then the prices skyrocketed. But I was fortunate that I had already built a small gym at the rig and then I brought it home. So like the brand was born in my garage at my house. We just had a small garage gym. We had a rack, barbells, and plates, um, and, a, and a treadmill. I think that was and adjustable dumbbells like really small stuff but enough to get a a workout in especially when there was nothing else you could do um and then as the brand grew we were running everything out of our we have two guest bedrooms so i was doing like all the computer work in one and the fulfillment in there and then the other guest bedroom was packed like i had shelves everywhere completely packed and i got to a point where like hey we can't we can't do this anymore like i I, we got to get out of the house so we got into this we're in a like a 3000 square foot warehouse style shop now and we've got a legit like any of the pictures you see lately are here um on Instagram like any of the pictures you see lately are here in the shop so we've got like a we've got a badass gym now um I do share the building with a buddy he's a he's a local personal trainer so we roll a lot of people through here with his business but um yeah it's it's wild it's fun it's not really a garage gym anymore it's but it's not like a commercial gym. It's, it's definitely a niche type gym. Um, I, I wouldn't really say it's got any specific style. It's just yeah. everything that we want. Do you do any personal training? No, no, I'm not certified. I, uh, I refer people out if people ask. Um, I have a coach. 
Um, I hire people for nutrition when I need help with nutrition. Um, yeah, I, I, I would like to get certified as a personal trainer, just so I have it, just the credential. So that way, if I am giving advice, I feel like I have like the backing to do it, but I don't really have any interest in actually actively pursuing any personal training. What are the, what are the certifications? Like what's the best one? So, uh, what everybody I know, like the personal trainers that I, I deal with closely, it's NASM. I think that's the national association of sports medicine, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's a, uh, that's a very like well-recognized one. And I don't even know how long it takes. I think you can do everything online, but I mean, there's like a bunch of tests you got to take and, and then you got to pay like a thousand bucks to get your certification when it's all said and done. So I, um, that's, that's the main one that I know of that, that everybody's using, especially around here. I know there's several different like avenues you can take, but that's the, that's the one that the more, um, credible personal trainers around here use. Did you always make the t-shirts in your studio or in your uh, office? I started outsourcing it in the beginning. Um, We have just over in Bozeman, there's a pretty good print shop over there. So I had him doing everything to begin with. Um, And then when I realized like, Hey, this isn't going anywhere. And you know, you start looking at like all you start looking at costs is what it is. Like, Hey, I'm paying somebody else to do all this when like we could do it here and like, I could have an employee and we could have the equipment and I could be doing this like tomorrow if I need to. Um, it just made sense to, to invest in all of our own equipment. So you went from not knowing how to use Photoshop, not knowing how to do screen printing to doing it all yourself now. Exactly. Wow. In in two (laughs) years. Yeah. And then the website, like I don't have any background in graphic or in uh, web design either, but I built that whole website. So like, it's just uh trial and error. And uh, yeah, I'm just a stubborn motherfucker. I need new friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God damn, man. Like this motherfucker, what is that thing? You cricket, the circuit machine. Hey, 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 don't make fun of my little machine. Okay. <laughs> God. Just, hey. That's I've, what you gotta I've do, got man. Cricket. You just have to I've do it, man. Too. I got, got a cricket, cricket too. But you got. I, I don't use it anymore, but I've got one. <laughs> He's a perfect example of trying, man. That's no, you're what right. trying does. Yeah. You're gonna I, be I, the I, one I that's get, forgotten. I gave up on my cricket <laughs> machine because when I was printing something out, I and I got the vinyl and I started weeding it right, and I kept on ripping it and I got frustrated yeah. and I had to print it again. I was like, "Fuck this, man!" Now it's just collecting dust yeah. in my office. Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a place for a cricket and, um, it's for like, it's for somebody obviously that wants to do customized stuff and not make any money. That's what a cricket is. Or you're going to use it for like baby showers or something. Like my wife does still use ours. If there's like a baby shower, she'll make like cute graphics, take a heat press and you know, everybody can pick out their little designs and pump them out. But yeah, to, Yep, to make money, a cricket is not not the tool to have. It's it's a good starter though. Like if you've got a design, you want to see how it looks, you want to show it off. Like you can do that immediately with a cricket. But um, I don't I don't use mine for anything anymore. It's it's been collecting dust for quite a while. So yeah, I'm gonna see. I'm just gonna give up on the cricket. And you give up on everything. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there? So yeah, I mean, there's there's other options out there too. Like if you did want to like start hustling a little bit on some shirts to save yourself time, that's the thing. Like the cricket, 
it might be cheaper per design, but like you're talking about weeding, like yeah. how long are you weeding for one shirt? Like just for one shirt, you're spending like 20 minutes weeding out a design and that's 20 minutes that you could be using your energy to do anything else besides weeding a fucking uh, vinyl graphic. But um, there are other options without buying a whole print shop. Like you don't need a whole print shop. You can buy like little transfers that, are already ready to go. You just drop it on the shirt, close your heat press and, and it pumps it on there for you. You can get those for like 45 cents. See, I, I was, so, I, I went to um, Etsy and I found somebody that made like our logo for me and stuff like that. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. like it has the square around it. it. You know, like on, like instead of it being just like a logo like this, you could see the square. And then like when I pressed it with the heat thing we have, you know, like, and the, it didn't look good. And the guy was like, "Well, I, I, that's the only." Or the lady was like, "This is the only way I can make it. Like, it has to be something like this. I can't just give you like a logo." Yeah, let me. I'll, I'll send you a link. Okay. Later, and we'll just. It, yeah, you can get like if I wanted to, I could get this to look just like this, and I just heat press it on there. There's oh, no. Wow. But it's not Etsy. <laughs> man, I sound like a little bitch over here, man. I got Etsy, no, you're good. You're, you're good. You're good. Like, this guy's like, Andrew's like, like this motherfucker right here, y'all. No, you gotta, you know, like I went through all this. I, I'm fortunate. I have, um, I've got a couple buddies that are also in the apparel game in a couple different niches. My one buddy, he does golf. Uh, he's obsessed with golf, so he does just uh, golf graphic tees. A lot of them are kind of they're they're almost comedy just like they're just bullshit golf shirts um make you laugh and then it's definitely something that people love to wear because they're not real great at golf but i've learned a lot from him and then you know him and i like are sitting here growing like businesses kind of parallel in different different avenues and um we both learn and we share stuff with each other all the time so that's that's like the big thing is just like always soaking stuff up don't be afraid to ask for help but then I like to share everything I learned. So like, there's probably somebody out there that wants to start a business that knows absolutely nothing. And like, I figure I kind of knew nothing, but I knew a little bit more because of my buddy, but now I know more and I've, I've, I've known more from him plus what I've learned. So maybe I can help somebody else start even faster than I started. So I think like, that's a big deal is just being able to share everything you've learned with other people. Like, there's 350 million Americans. I think 25% of them are into fitness. So whatever that comes to, we're looking at uh, still millions and millions and millions of people. What is that? I don't 75 to a hundred million people claim to be fit in America. Um, so like there's never going to become a time where there's too many fitness brands out there for a hundred million people. It's just not going to be a thing. So like, there's always room for other people to like jump in on something like that. So yeah, I don't ever look oh, at I'm sorry. anybody as like, I just don't ever look at anybody as like, Oh, this guy's trying to like jump into my lane and be my competition. Mm. If they're just trying to get their feet wet. Now, if somebody was like trying to like hack into my stuff and steal my email, like my email list and all that stuff, it would be a little different, but um, I'm all about like providing value to anybody I can just because like I said, two years ago, I didn't have a job, not even two years ago, a year and a half ago, I didn't have a job just kind of fucking off. And then I started this. So like, I'm, I'm always going to be that, that humble guy. Yeah. I think that just breathes into people's insecurities when they want to hoard information. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's an, like I said, there's an ass for every seat. And even if you go globally, there's what 7.5 billion of us. 
you know, not everybody has access to the internet, obviously, but I mean, there's a lot of fucking people that can see your shit. And for yeah. you to be like, oh, I don't want to help you out because you're you're doing T-shirts because I do T-shirts. Like, fuck you, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You you worded that perfectly. <laughs> so what would be the start? Like for somebody that's getting into the T-shirt business, what would you recommend besides a cricket bullshit machine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, first, first, you just need a vision of like what you want to do. Right. Yeah. Like, um, and then see, try to find a hole that you can fill like something that, that you think people need find that. And then just like build something out of that. But what I would do is get a really good heat press. I drop a thousand dollars on heat press, um, just a clamshell heat press. And then I would send you to this website. I mean, I could drop it right here too. It's FM, um, FM expressions. And you can go there and you just upload your AI files and they, a few weeks later or a week, it just depends on how busy they are. They send you a screen print transfer and then you just slap it on a shirt. Um, there is a lot of like silly stuff you got to go through and you start setting up wholesale accounts with everybody. But um, I mean, hell, you can go to Hobby Lobby if you're just wanting to get started and go buy this shirt at Hobby Lobby. You're going to pay a lot more than what you should, but mm-hmm. You can get it and then you just start. I mean, I would definitely on a small scale, either outsource or start with the heat press. Um, I would not go all in on a print shop until you know, like, hey, this is going to this is going to be here for a while. And so uh, as far as like learning Photoshop, how did you learn that? Did you go on YouTube or do you have a friend that taught the, you? The, or There's been a lot of YouTube. Everything's been YouTube, YouTube, just uh, Google. Um and then I just started to kind of get familiar with it. The problem with Photoshop and Illustrator and all these Adobe programs is when they do an update, they like change everything like completely. It's, uh, yeah. it's not like, it's not like an update to make things better. Like they'll just change things. Like you'll lose a whole button or something like a button that I'm like really used to using. It mm. just disappears. I'm like, well, how the fuck do I do this now? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a hundred percent self-taught and I know like, some of the stuff I do is probably way harder than it should be um, because I'm probably adding steps or not using the right function, but I know what I've made work for me. And, and um, that's just, that's what I do. And you're saving so much money, man. Cause like every time I get a logo done, I have to pay. I mean, the guy does good work, but I mean, that's money comes out of my pocket that I, you know, if I learn how to do it myself or if my friend would learn how to do shit instead of me having to do everything. You know? What? <laughs> hey, I, t- I tried yeah. to... Pr- <laughs> no. You tried. No, but I'm going to definitely... Uh... Don't lie, dude. Don't lie to Andrew. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely going to hit this website up because I have uh, my friend Barry and his wife have an account at some t-shirt place here in Memphis. Like, it's like a wholesale thing. And uh, she said, like, she, I can just use her... Either I can just use her stuff or she, she'll go pick it up for me. But, like, if this transfer thing works, man, like, that's going to save us some money for real. And we can just buy the T-shirts for cheap. Mark, do you want to come on board, man? Let me get rid of this dead weight. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've seen guys use heat press at wrestling tournaments all the time. Really? They just set them up right at the wrestling tournaments, have a whole list of um, t- designs, mm-hmm. and they'll just press them right on your shirt right there. Boom, you're done. Yeah, because that's, mean, like that's when, we went to, money. when we went to L.A., that's what they were doing. When you got your niece and nephew. Oh, that's right. And remember how expensive that shit was? It was like $200 for like a couple hoodies. Oh, well, you're stupid, but you bought yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to get it because my niece wanted it. Because these people would even print them on your own shirts. Like you would take your own shirt, like the shirt I have. Yeah, here. they would put on there like state champ in your weight class or whatever, you know. And you'd 
pay him 10 or 15 bucks probably cost him like a dollar 50. So I mean, it's man, there's a lot of money in merch. There is, if you can, I, I mean, I, I'm not interested in going that route. Like, like traveling to tournaments or whatever. But like I, we went to my kids, my son and daughter both wrestle like little kid wrestling. And there was this guy with this little tiny janky ass. Um, <laughs> dude, he, he brought like a, he brought a print shop. He had a screen print set up. He had this little tiny dryer and they had like, you can choose these designs and they printed them right there. Like in house, they had all the apparel and I, I don't know how much he made. I mean, I, he never stopped like the whole tournament. He was just like printing away like, damn, this guy. And my daughter went over there and bought a $50. Like she wanted this $50 hoodie. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's like a fucking $12 hoodie. Cause like, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Like, <laughs> You're like, thinking, I know the material, I know, but yeah, but I'm like, all right, well, this guy's over here hustling. So yeah. And my daughter wants a hoodie. Like, I'm not going to say no, but there is like, if you could capture a market like that, you can crush it. There's my buddy's daughters in gymnastics and there's this Russian guy that's got just a heat press clamshell heat press and all these things they can choose from just for that weekend. And he comes, he shows up with just a ton of shit and sells out every weekend at these gymnastic meets. So, um, there's, if you want to hustle that way, there's a lot of money to be made in that for sure. What are you doing over there? There's like a spider on me or something. Fucking tweaking out. <laughs> yeah. So did you get your um alpha variant? Is that a play on uh the past episode we had? Yeah, yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. I uh yeah. I so I mean now, like in hindsight, I can see that hey, the last two years really weren't that dangerous. Um and now we've all lost people. Like, I think everybody probably knows somebody that has passed in relation to what happened, but, um, you know, it's just when it first started happening, you know, I was kind of nervous. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like Air you know, the whole world shut. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The whole, the whole world shutting down. Like, what the fuck is this? But then like, you know, they started shutting gyms down and stuff. And that's when I started getting like really skeptical. Now, I believe, I mean, obviously I believe it's all real. Something's there, you know, I mean, it, it's a real thing, but like statistically it it really wasn't that deadly compared to like anything else that we get like heart disease is still like really bad um cancer is still really bad and then the flu just disappeared for a year but yeah that was but, i suspect. mean the, the flu is still really bad you know people die from the flu all the time so um when i made that shirt obviously it was definitely hitting that um you know it, i think that was when the uh what was the Delta variant or whatever became a big thing and like became hyped up. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> like, I'm just, I, I'm pumping a shirt up. So that shirt did like really well. That shirt did really, really well because I mean, like everybody could relate to it. Like, yeah, I, I made that shirt to like, really like illustrate like, Hey, just like you're in control of your own life. Like don't let anybody else control you. The, the, the main way to win or to not die is to take care of yourself. 100 percent that's where our government missed the mark they could have been yeah. like hey everybody go get healthy this is this is going to help fight this off oh no here's a shot here's a shot here's a shot yeah and and now now fast forward two years obesity's up like now way more people are overweight than than before <laughs> i'm not looking at anybody here <laughs> Why is everyone um, looking at me? <laughs> but, no, just kidding. but I mean, no, but it's a fact, you know, 
We got a lot, a lot more depression, a lot more obesity, way more like bad habits, and a lot more fear. Fierce currency, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't like. I don't watch the news anymore. Um, I used to. I used to like try to keep up, and now like it seems like anytime you turn the news on, it's like we're being you know bottle fed something to. I mean, the whole country's always like watching one thing and i think if the whole country is watching one thing i i don't want to be watching that like i'm i'm just over here trying to hustle trying to like live my best life without being distracted by some big narrative and like i don't care like what news source you have they're all the same like they're all trying to get ratings so it's like a really toxic environment i don't think there's any like genuine news anymore yeah because remember what was the thing that you were pitching to Sabrina, and they she said it wouldn't work. They won't they won't show it or whatever. Oh, it was about the uh, tampons for homeless women. And uh, I used to date this girl. She worked for the news. She was a reporter, and they'd have like morning meetings or what have you. And I was like, "Oh, we're trying to do something where we raise like, you know, donations for tampons for homeless women here in town." She's like, "I'll pitch it, but I don't think they're going to pick it up because they want hard hitting news. It's not yeah. it's not sexy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, if you can hear, yeah, it's like, all about." People all getting murdered and all the other shit. That's the shit that's going to go on the cycle right now. You know, yeah. it's just fear is fear. Like I said, fear is currency, unfortunately. Yeah. And now even it's... in the world, man, like the world on a grand scheme is not that bad. It's just small pockets right. of people that are bad. Like you said yesterday when we were recording, like you have bad people, you know. Well, it's like that guy that did the shooting at that. The, oh, this morning? Yeah. Or last night or whatever? Yeah. You know, like that's one bad apple, but that's everything that's going to be blasted all over. You know, unfortunately, people like that are the ones that get attention, not the good people doing good shit. Right. Yeah, it's the vocal, the vocal minority, the loud minority. And that's that's why I don't like like to get into politics because it's it's the same way like on both sides all you hear is like the far right you hear the far left and that's why we're so divided well that's why the narrative is we're so divided as a nation but like i don't care like what side you're on like i guarantee you somebody on the other side of me if i actually had a conversation with them we'd realize that hey like we're definitely on the same team like so one of us has like a d and one of us has an r by our name but like we believe in all the same values and that's, that's the the truth behind it. Like the vast majority of all of us are on the same team, but we've got the narrative, the loud ones on each side that just try to separate everything and, and make it look like we're divided. But I think overall, like people just want to live a cool life. Like, Hey, we're here once let's live a good life. Let's let's <laughs> like live a valuable life and, and, you know, do some cool shit with other cool people. Um, I'm not out here to like hate people. Like I don't think most people are out here to hate people. It's just the loud ones are the ones that you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always say like, um, if the aliens came down, it's not saying aliens would be bad, but if they came down and they were like, okay, you're a Democrat or Republican or you're black or you're white, I'm going to go against you. They're going to be like, you all are not me. You know, and yeah. I think we would band together then. It's that's the sad part about America or people. We band together when bad shit happens. And then we go back to our mm-hmm. bullshit once we get accustomed to the bad shit. Yeah, I'd like to go back to the the America of two thousand one, late two thousand one. You know, after after nine eleven when everybody's like on the same page yeah. and you know, we all we all love America, we all love each other, like hey, like but we 
all of a sudden have like a common enemy. So like we all have some in common, but um, I think we're lost when it comes to that. Like that America isn't what we have now. Um, and it'll take something significant to get us back together. I honestly thought that like this whole shutdown, I really thought when all that shit went down that we'd get that again. And I, I couldn't have been more wrong. Like, Holy shit. Was I wrong on that? But um so I've got, I launched the One Nation project. I don't know if you've seen that on the website, like the One Nation under the bar, everything you just said, like really, really um, with the alien thing kind of drove the narrative behind that. I, I really sat because like, I'm, I'm very open-minded. Like I might lean, I might lean slightly on the right side of things, but like, I'm just pro-freedom, like hundred percent pro-freedom in everything. So um, I released that just, just for that because like the way i look at it is like everybody everybody's the same like when you're underneath the bar right mm. so like if you've got oh, the bar nice. loaded with weight if you're if you got the bar loaded with weight like it, it's the same weight for everybody so like the bar doesn't give a fuck who you are so like basically the bar is like the alien in your story but like the bar doesn't care about like if you're black white if you're you know gay man woman straight you know religious not religious so like that was the whole idea behind um, that collection. And that one resonated really well, but that's like, that's like my core beliefs is like everything that I put into like the story behind that design is like really that embodies me as a person. Cause like, I, I'm, I'm very open-minded and I'm just pro freedom. Like I don't have to like something, but like, it's not my position to be like, you shouldn't do that because I don't like it. Like if, if, if that's what you want to do, like that's your choice, your freedom. So, um, yeah, I, and I think a lot more people are like that than, than we realize, like just pro freedom, like you do you all do me. Um, but we don't get to see that very often. No, that's so true, man. It is so true. It's just sad. I don't know. I don't know what, why people are like, I mean, I guess maybe it's always been like that over time. You know, it's just, we're just, the people in the present doing the same thing people before us did. Unfortunately, probably after us, we'll do the same thing too. Mm-hmm. You know, but I always bring this up, man. I love, uh, I, I know people that listen to me are going to get tired of me talking about <laughs> this, but there's a two plot quote, man. And he's, he always, he said, uh, I might not, I may not change the world, but I guarantee you I'll spark the brain of the person that will change the world. So like you doing good and us trying to do good, maybe somebody will listen and they'll be like, okay, I want to think differently than this bullshit mm-hmm. that I've been taught or what, you know, I'm surrounded around. Well, it's just like how you, how you started Sunday's Finest. You watched that video, remember? And you're like, yeah. we, we need to do something, you know? Like, why can't, and you're like, why can't I do something? And then today we got, we fed the, the community, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think like we need more positivity in this world, man. Like it's, there's just so many negative people and it's just like they always say you're like the sum of the five people you hang out with. And if you're yeah. around like some uh, negative people or crabs in the bucket type people, they're trying to bring you down when you're trying to do something good. It's just it's detrimental to anybody. Yeah, I, I feel like you and I have had like a lot of conversations or something in the past because like everything you're talking about is like heavy hitting shit. Like that's something I say all the time is like, yeah, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Like uh, that's. That's pretty cool. But, um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like, you know, you know, if you look around everybody that you're with, like, it'll tell the exact story of who you are and what you're all about. This is a I tried to, 
I, I just try to like, I try to surround myself with people that are better than me, like in yeah. everything, like people that are better than me in business. People that are better at me, like maybe better with uh, family, better with faith, better with like everything. Like I want to be around like bigger people. So that way, like if I'm the average of them, well, really I'm probably bringing the average down, but I'm working <laughs> my way up to being in the average of them. Like yeah. that's, that's where I want to be. Like, I always want to be like elevating and getting better and better and better. So, um, you know, I've, I've gained people in my life. I've lost people in my life. I don't like losing people, but there's some people that like, you just got to lose them. Like you got to set yourself free to, uh, to be able to elevate into something better in, in everything. Yeah. Like I've never, I'll never forget this. I went to my buddy, Nick and Eubanks house and they had a, uh, a quote on the refrigerator. It said, uh, those for those without goals work for those who do. And it's not saying if you don't, you know, you work for a company, you don't have goals or ambitions or something like that, but it's, you have to have something to drive yourself to do it. It can be like a side hustle or something. Something has to drive you every single day. And since I met those two guys, like my life is enriched so much. Like, so like I said, the whole thing, but the sum of people is so true, man. Like I, I embody that so much. And that's the beautiful thing about the internet. Like we're having this conversation now yeah. we're on the same wavelength as far as thinking too, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think like that five people thing can be applied to like, we're at, we're at a place now where some of my most influential people that I talk to on a daily basis live across the country. Yeah. So like I've been, I've been able to meet these people that are operating at a much higher level with the internet. So I, you know, social media can be like a curse or it can be a blessing. It just depends on how, like how you use it. And, mm -hmm. um, I try to use it for like, like the good stuff. And I try to stay away from all the negativity on there. That's hard. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, it, it can be a really cool place and that's where like my community on Facebook, um, to get in there, I, I do have like a, a prerequisite, but you have to make a purchase. So that way I know, like, I know that we're not getting flooded with like, you know, some, somebody trying to sell knives from the middle East or something like that, or just like negativity. But when you make a purchase, like I have like a post-purchase sequence that invites you to the Facebook group. And, um, that is like the most diverse like-minded group I've ever like been a part of. Like that's out of everything I've done with the company monetary or like anything we've expanded or anything. Like the thing I'm most proud of is the people we brought together and like the inspiration they draw from each other. Like we've got, we've got people like, for example, we just had a gal that just went on stage for the first time last weekend. And then we've got people that are morbidly obese that are just getting started in their fitness journey. And then we've got like, you know, all races, we've got all religions, we've got, uh, we've got all genders and everything in between. Like, it's like the super diverse group, but everybody's in there with like this common goal of getting better mm -hmm. and uplifting each other and learning and like, it's like a, like a utopia of just misfit fitness enthusiasts in there. And it's incredible. I'm reading the rules right now of the Facebook group. You wouldn't be invited. I'm not because the first one of the rules is the first rule is don't be an asshole. Sorry. I'm out. Second rule is don't be a creep. Damn. Over two. And then no promotions or spamming. And no, no I like that. I'm going to have to buy something to join the group then. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'd love to have you guys in there. So yeah, I just submitted it's, my request, uh, by the way. So okay, you know, just, all, right. all right, I'll I'll bring you yeah. in. I'm the <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us how you when you went. Where did you guys go? Where you met um, one of your mentors, Rob Bailey? 
we were at FitCon Salt Lake City. Um, so I'm going to give a plug to him. He started a mentorship group, um, uh, Clear, Calculated, and Vicious, like six months ago. Um, I've been watching what he's been doing for years, even before I knew I wanted to get into apparel. Like I've been watching Flag or Fail. I've been watching him like gobble up real estate. I've been watching him do like all this crazy shit. Like he's he is a wild motherfucker, and he's like a super motivating guy because him and DLB started at the bottom. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to. I got to be really careful how I say this because by at the bottom, she was a school teacher, which is not at the bottom. That is not anything to be ashamed of. Like. After the last two years, I mean, I think school teachers need to be paid like 10 times what they're making right now because Absolutely. I am not capable of homeschooling my children. And that became very, very fucking apparent. <laughs> <laughs> so like I would like to raise school teachers on a pedestal, but she was a school teacher and he worked for like uh, QVC. Um, so they, you know, they weren't making any money. They didn't have anything. And then like that was 11 years ago. So you fast forward now. And Rob's got, I don't know how many businesses he's got, like 15 or something. He's got all these companies and then like all these revenue streams. And he's just a fucking monster. Um, and it's been really cool to see him like grow that just from being just a hardworking dude. Like he is a relentless, hardworking dude. And that's like something that I am and I always have been. So like I can see like a guy like that with, you know, very limited training in anything was able to build this these crazy like businesses and empires. So like I've been watching what he's doing. And then I saw, he kind of talked about like a mentorship program and uh, it wasn't really happening. So FitCon last year, Salt Lake city. So last year he was on stage. I went there and they were having the the crowd ask questions. So like I asked him, I was like, Hey, when are you going to start this mentorship program? And he's like, it's coming. Just be ready. Like sign up for the email drop. And then he finally announced it like a few months later and like I jumped in like, I, so I've, I've been a member since he started it and I've made some really big moves since joining it. Um, if you're, if you're looking to like be around some really elevated people, I would highly recommend hopping in there when they open the enrollment. I, I don't know if it's still open today. It was open yesterday. What's the name of his <laughs> mentorship program? CCV. Clear, calculated, and vicious. So I, you know, I, I'm not sure. I think it's clear, calculated, and vicious.com. I think I could be wrong, but I mean, you could Google it and yeah. you'll definitely find it. But it's uh, like that's a very diverse group, too. There's hundreds of us in there. So there's a lot, but there's like some huge hitters. Like there's people in there that have, you know, like seven, eight, eight figure companies, maybe, I don't know, maybe nine. Um, some big companies in there. There's people that are at like rock bottom, just looking for inspiration, but like the value he provides in there is incredible. So, um, yeah, he bought, he's part owner of FitCon now. So like he attends all the FitCon events. So we went down there, like, I really enjoy FitCon. That's like, that's my people. Obviously it's like the fitness industry, but it's just like my people, I have a blast. So we went down there and he just happened to walk in right after we got there. So I had to, I had to cut him off just to introduce myself and, uh, and nice. talk to him for a few minutes, but he's, he's really down to earth. He's just a really good dude doing really big things. Yeah. I remember when I first saw him on like, I think maybe it was like, like 10 years ago. I was like, man, who's this fucking monster? Like, you know, and then like, yeah. then I saw his wa- pictures of his wife. I was like, who are these people? And then I started seeing him everywhere. 
Like all of a sudden, yeah. like the next year, flag or fail. I then I saw that freaking logo everywhere, dude. It just blew up. Yep. Yeah, and I saw yeah, that. I mean, she I, made she made history with like she's the first female Miss Olympia, um, and like that. I know that that helped like really get things mm-hmm. going for them, but um, yeah, they're just like they've been hustling their ass off for a decade and they're now at a point where like they've really really made something of themselves do you see your brain becoming big like that yes i do nice that's the right mentality to have yep because you definitely yeah, have the work be... ethic and you know we can see that from from when you were all oh, rigor or whatever it's called you know and like your dad was a hard worker so are you and you know that's what it takes Right. Yeah. You just got to be, like I said, a stubborn motherfucker. And like you were talking about the hustler shirt. Um, <laughs> when you said you saw a shirt on the internet, I'm, I'm sure you have since seen that hustler shirt, but like I made that for myself and then I sold it to people because like when I talk to people that I used to work with on the oil rig, they'll ask me like, well, how's everything going? And and then, well, what are you doing? And that's just what I tell them. Like, I'm a motherfucking hustler. Like, <laughs> I will do, I will do whatever it takes. So that shirt was that was a fun one, and it's still available. But um, I decided to pump out a few that were completely unfiltered. That one's that one's my favorite out of all the shirts we have. That one's still my favorite. Yeah, I like the tab on the inner on your website. It says forbidden. That's the first thing I clicked when I saw that. I was like, wait, oh, let me go there. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's over here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I I can't advertise that. I still get like emails from Facebook because I'll tag if I like post a picture with that shirt on there. I'll tag it, and then like a couple weeks later, Facebook will like remove the tag and then say <laughs> you can't promote this <laughs> uh, censorship. But you know that's that's something I get it. You know because that might be in front of a lot of people and kids might see it. So like I get I get that, but um, it is still fun to to mess with the the Facebook algorithm with that kind of stuff. One thing. So social media is a monster. Um, and social media, as much as I hate it, like it, it's very necessary for what I do. Um, you know, I, I spend a lot of money on advertising just so people can see the brand. Like people have to see the brand to, to be able to like, want to be a part of it. And, um, for people to see it, you got to spend money. Um, even if I've got, you know, I don't know how many shirts I have out there. I don't know how many flags I've got out there. There's a lot, there's a lot of shit out there, but that's still like, it's still not the reach you can get with some money behind ads, but, um, Facebook ads got us to take off in the beginning. And now like, I'm like, I'm not against Facebook. I don't like Facebook. Facebook's like a really toxic environment even if you're trying to stay away from it, it's a really toxic environment because everybody's just there to like bitch about something. So I'm like, I moved over to TikTok, um, and I'm trying to like really build a TikTok presence and the algorithm at TikTok is a lot stronger than Facebook. So like you start attracting more and more people that are like much more common to like your brand or to other people that know of your brand. So TikTok has been pretty incredible. There is some censorship over there, but it's not as bad as Facebook. Um, TikTok is just like really their censorship is anything that they consider bullying. Like it's like no questions asked. It disappears. So you gotta be, you gotta be careful. So if you're overly aggressive, somebody might get, you know, triggered or offended or whatever, because everybody's so sensitive these days. But um, I think TikTok's like the wild west. That's the, that's where everything's going to start moving to. Um, I think, I really feel like Facebook is 
we're starting to see Facebook right now is like the MySpace of a decade ago. Like, I think we're going to see it just start like going Absolutely. out of. Absolutely. Because people, my nephew and niece's age, like 16 and 17, you know, or 18 and 15, like they don't even, they have like Instagram, they they have Instagram. They don't even have a Facebook. That's still Facebook though. Yeah. But I'm saying like, they don't even have the app like Facebook. They just have Instagram and then they have a TikTok. I mean, Instagram Mm -hmm. is just as bad. Like I have post stuff back from like 2014. I'll get flagged for now. It's like, bitch, yeah. if you didn't catch me then, why are you going to try to catch me now? <laughs> it's like our accounts are going to get banned because of like shit we posted a long time ago. Yeah, stop like, trying to move yeah. the goalposts to re- uh, catch up to yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yep. So is it people going through like... No, I think, oh, it's, a, okay. I think it's just the algorithm. Like, it, they'll fla- like one time I posted something, it was like, it was dope. And it looked like an ass, like shaking. And they flagged <laughs> it for nudity. And I'm like, it's fucking dope, man. Did you challenge it? Yeah. And they still banned it. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, I love the options when they say, do you want to challenge? And you're like, yeah. And then what do you fucking like? Okay, well, you still lose. And they still fucking get rid of it. And this is the same yeah. app that was, you know, doing hot or not for women. You right. Know, like, come on now, man. Right. It's a fucking dating app. <laughs> Money, man. Money. It ruins a lot of shit. Yep. It does. It does. But yeah, definitely TikTok is definitely because the hashtags on like I was saying this yesterday, the hashtags on TikTok, like fitness, like the fitness hashtag will probably have like three million things. I was three billion things, right? But if you type in fitness on Instagram, it's only like five hundred million. It's like mm-hmm. insane. Like Yeah, TikTok's got I mean, you'll see hashtags with billions mm-hmm. and it's just uh it's insane. Like and then I really enjoy, so I follow a lot of small business on there. Um, TikTok is much more of a behind the scenes platform for me. Like I go live on TikTok a lot. It's just like shooting the shit or I'll be lifting or I'll be printing shirts, like behind the scenes, like, and I'm able to really show people what's happening on the other side of the website. Like when you hit a website, when I go to a website, like I'm looking to see like anything that makes it feel kind of personal. Um, and then obviously like reviews and everything before I ever make a purchase. But like this way I'm actually getting people to just fall into my live videos. They get to see me doing what I'm doing, who I am before they ever even see the website. So it's been a really cool platform for that. Like Instagram and Facebook, when you go live, the only people that see it are people that are already following you. Um, and TikTok is just always like dumping random people in there just based off like the algorithm. So I don't know. Overall, I'll get like several people a day that at least actually lift weights um, when I go live. Um, and then like we've actually like cultivated a lot of really cool relationships and have made a lot of like organic sales just off live videos there because people nice. like see me, see me hustling. They get to ask me questions. They'll ask me questions about the apparel and then boom, like that's all the trust they need. Like they're not trying to find trust on the website. They've already found trust from the owner of the company and then they'll go to the website. So that's what I've been using it for. Um, but like these other small businesses I watch, like the viral thing on TikTok is real. Like there's, there's no other platform in the world that has that power of a viral video, like TikTok, like YouTube can't touch it. And, um, like there's this soap company, which is so far out of my fucking like realm it's it's like yeah not even in the same ballpark but it's this soap company and this chick went viral and she was making like i think she said like fifteen thousand a month on soap sales and then she went viral one night and that night 
by the time she got up the next morning, they made eighty nine thousand dollars in sales. Holy cow! And she had to shut her like she had to shut her website off. Like she had to shut it down because she now had to make all that product because like they have all the raw ingredients, but they make it like there's like a <laughs> like make per sale type thing. And she's been viral ever since. So they've had to now hire a bunch of people. They've had to get into a new building, and they all they had to do all that shit like in a week. Like they had made 89,000 in sales. So boom, they had to get a building. They had to hire people and they had to buy like, I think she said like 135,000 in raw materials just to be able to keep up with the orders once they turned the website back on. And so like TikTok can be life-changing in that, in that way for a small business. But um, I think it's untouchable by anything else. So I think it's really cool to watch other businesses blow up like that and, um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go viral like she did to where our sales go up like tenfold in one day, but like, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, You'd have to hire your buddy. What was his name? Jesse full time then, man. You have to bring yeah, him on. James, <laughs> James, James, James. Yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll see him. Like if you ever hop on TikTok live or he's, he's on the Instagram quite a bit. So he's, he's pretty, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Um, but it's, it's just a wild to see shit like that happen. Like how something so silly as an app like that can completely change somebody's life. And I mean, they're that changed a lot of lives because then she had to hire a bunch of people. So it is pretty cool. That's what Gary V he's always been pumping fucking TikTok, Like for yeah. the last like three years. And well, another thing that's really good about TikTok is that you don't have to follow a person. When you open the TikTok app, you might not be following the people in your feed. No, it's organic. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not following. I'm not following ninety percent of the people I see when I'm scrolling. It's like new people. Yeah, and that's that's that algorithm at work. Like, all you got to do is get on TikTok. Like, if somebody's listening to this right now and they're not on TikTok, all they got to do is get on TikTok and just like like one video, and their algorithm is already starting to work for them. Because like, it's it's so advanced off your behavior. Like, if you watch a video and watch a whole video, the algorithm like sees that. So like, if if you stop and watch a video that's about fitness, the whole thing, like it's gonna be like, oh, they're interested in fitness because they watched a whole video, or if you like it, or if you comment, or like just depending on everything you do. So that app, like it is kind of scary. That app like is actually paying attention to every fucking move you make, but it optimizes so that way it keeps you on there. And like that's the idea of the algorithm on TikTok is to keep you on TikTok. So it's like it's next level AI. It's it's wild. Like I've never seen on any of the other platforms. Like if you're scrolling through reels on Facebook or reels on, on Instagram or anything like that, like they're not anywhere near as dialed in as TikTok. Now TikTok also can get derailed. Like if you just happen to like one dumbass video, all of a sudden <laughs> your, your TikTok will start doing this stuff. Like you gotta, you gotta dial it back in, but it's pretty cool. It's been, it's been a cool platform for me to play with. Um, we went viral on one video, but it, it wasn't business related. I was just dicking off. And unfortunately that one was not business related. So now I just got to figure out how to get a business related video to go viral. Do you do anything where you show people how to make shirts start to finish? Uh, so yeah, I, I have not yet. I'm going to like one video that I do want to make and I mean, how long is it between our recording today and when you publish this? Uh, you'll be this on will be Friday, right? No, watch uh, was, was Friday. Oh, this will be next on Tuesday, Tuesday the, next Tuesday, the nineteenth. Okay. All right. All right. 
I'm just going to, I'm going to write that down by next Tuesday. I'm going to have this stupid video that I've wanted to do done. <laughs> yeah. It'll <laughs> be the, like a good day this, this episode will be on the 24th. Sweet. Yeah. So what I want to do is like a reverse video. Um, I want to do a video where boom, like somebody's getting the package, peeling it like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Got my new shirt. But then I'm going to just like rewind it. So it'll be like a nonstop, like rewind video. So like we'll get, I've got a really good relationship with the post postal service here mm-hmm. because I bring the majority of their mail to them. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'll try to get like, get with like one of the mail carriers one day and just like show like the truck driving or whatever. And then boom. And then it comes backwards to like me unloading the shit out of the back of my truck and dumping it at the post office. And That's then cool. it goes from there. Boom. Now we're in the shop and like, you know, I'm packing the order, folding the shirt, packing the order. And then right there to the, um, shirt press, like, you know, just see the whole thing, like going backwards. They can see like the whole step. I think that'd be a really cool video. And I think people would like to see like that whole journey of where their shit comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, the problem with the problem with the internet and it's not, it's like, it's like a double-edged sword. You can make your company look way bigger than it is on the internet. So like anytime you see a sponsored ad on the internet, people assume it's a big company. Like if you see anything that's sponsored and it's got a nice photo, like you just assume like, Oh, that's a giant company. Like fuck that ad. (laughs) And, uh, but it's, you can give off the illusion that you're huge. Um, but like, that's a good thing to look like you're big because people trust bigger companies mostly. But at the same time, like people might just think you're a big company. So they don't, think that there's any personalization to it and you know we're at a small enough we're we're growing but we're still small enough like i'm involved with every step of the way my wife is here all the time so like every order that goes out has like a thank you card um written by me or my wife and um you know we're folding we're bagging the shirts we're shipping the shirts her and i are like i'm printing so like we still have that small business like touch because we're so involved with everything. Um, and I think if people like more people knew that, that I wasn't just like this giant corporation or something, they would, they, that's definitely like a, a draw, Let's like some something that draws people to a business. Biscuits. You're just going to mix two cups, almond flour, two. What are you, what you doing, man? What are you doing, Mark? <laughs> I know this is going to come up like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a food video here. <laughs> No, it's it's kind of like what you said with the trust, like when people see you and they're alive, you know, and they, they, they talk to you and they, they just buy because they trust you, what you, you're selling to them. You know, it's kind of like like on a big company like Coke, when Coke releases a new uh, flavor, you're going to probably buy it because you trust Coke because you've always been buying it. Right. So like they don't you know, they mm-hmm. they get the trust automatically because they're Coke. And then you're you and like a small person, they're you're gaining the trust from them, you know, like when you're doing your live videos and stuff. Right. Another thing that's kind of watered us like legit businesses down is China. Just because China gobbles up Facebook ads. So if you ever see an ad that's got a guy wearing like some badass shirt, he's jacked and he's got a beard down to here. All of China uses that same template and puts a different design on this guy. Like I don't this guy if he got paid five cents for every Chinese ad he was in, I don't know who this guy is, like, <laughs> but if, whoever he is, like if, if he got paid five cents for every ad he was in, he'd never have to work a day in his life. But 
China has like really diluted like the um, quality of advertising just because people don't trust it. Like people will order something from they'll see an ad and maybe they'll order something and then they get fucking burned. Like three weeks later, they'll get like this tiny little shirt that doesn't fit. That's not what's advertised. And then they're never going to hit an ad again and buy from it because they think that all of us are some yeah. Chinese drop shipping company. They don't know that like, Hey, no, we're, we're legit. And like, I take great care to provide like an outstanding product and experience for you. But like, yeah, China, China already ruined that for me ahead of time. Yeah. Like I bought in stuff from the Facebook ads, you know, and like, I'm assuming it's coming from China. And like when it comes, it looks it's absolutely nothing like what I was looking in the picture or it's like, like this big, you know, like in the picture, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like this big or something. But I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't even want this. Yeah. And then good luck trying to like give it to somebody or, you know, get rid of mm-hmm. it because nobody wants it. Like, and then I bought this one shirt from my ad on Instagram and, you know, it was made in China, but it was like Chinese sizes and like, yeah, you're not Chinese yeah. sizes. I'm not, de- no. I'm definitely not Chinese. Size. I'm, fucking du- I'm husky. Okay. And like, and like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, I can, I'll never be able to fit in this. Like, there's no way, even if I lose a, like 200 pounds, I'll never be able to fit in this. Like, what the fuck? It's like that jacket we bought that like, I bought. Remember that? Yeah. It's like, it's a really, jacket. yeah, it's, it's a yeah. really cool tuxedo jacket. I bought it on Amazon and like, it doesn't fit. It's, it's like tiny. It's an extra large, like what extra large human is wearing this? There's no way. Yeah. It's like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. The struggle's real. The struggle's real. So, what was the inspiration behind the name of your brand? Like, I mean, obviously, so, it's, it's it's simple but effective. Right. I'm an outdoorsman in Montana. Like, I've been in Montana. I'm a fourth generation Montanan, and um, I actually had my personal Instagram page was Dude That Hunts because I like to hunt. I like to I like to be outside. Um, and I had that forever. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I realized that like that page, it started kind of evolving to more of just like a fitness thing as I got more into fitness. And I was like sharing a lot less about hunting and a lot more about lifting weights and just, uh, you know, more fitness and wellness. So I started a second page and I called it do the lifts. And like, I started sharing more fitness content there. And so like, I had already had that going for like a few months, several months really before I had lost my job. And that's when like, I was like, all right, I'm already sharing content. You know, I've already got like this passion and that's, I just piggybacked off that. Like I just kept the dude that lifts and, um, I turned it into a business. So my official business name is dude enterprises LLC. So that kind of encompasses anything I do, um, dude related, but, um, you know, this, this business is dude that lifts. And the only, the only draw to it is if you're completely unfamiliar with the brand, like that might just sound like a brand for men, if you don't know me, Mm. but you know, I use the word dude indiscriminately. Like if you're a human that has goals and you're trying to crush them, like I'm going to call you dude, like you're a dude in my book and you're, you are part of what I'm building. Like you, you fit in. So, um, we started off, we just had like the four t-shirts and stuff. And like all the pictures were just me. So it really looked like a, like a men's brand only, but then I dropped like a couple tanks for ladies and I threw my wife on there. And then I realized like, Hey, yeah, like women want to be a part of this. And now if you look at my, um, like demographics and, uh, look at like gender 
we're probably a 60, 40 split, maybe almost 50, 50, like men and women. And the women are like the crazy supporters. I've got women that have come to the website and like, okay, this morning I had one of our like best customers hop on there and just bought two shirts. Um, and it was like her 37th order from the company. Nice. So like we've got several people that are in that 30 area and it just blows me away. That's like, these people believe in the brand and the messaging so much that they just keep fucking coming back. Like, uh, like anytime I pump something out, they're the first in line to do it. So I know I'm on the right path to like getting that flag nor fail level. Um, we're just still like kind of in the infancy stages of it. And the more people I can get to like, you know, I, I don't, I hate saying buy into it because it makes it sound like it's a, um, you know, something that's not real, but like the more people I get to like really get into the messaging and, and just buy into like what we're doing and who we are, like the, the foundation set and it's just getting bigger and bigger. Man, you're on top of it, man. For real. Like what is your, uh, what is your like mark you want to leave on the world? So I just want to make a positive um, impact really like, if I can get somebody to get off the fucking couch um, and take control of their life, um, like it's a win. They don't have to buy anything from me. Mm-hmm. But if I can, as a human and as a business owner, get somebody moving in the right direction, like that's a win. I want the world to just like start to take control of themselves and start living life on their own terms. So any way I can do that is a win. Um, I was on TikTok Live Friday morning. So Fridays and Mondays on TikTok, I'll usually go live like early as shit, like 5 a.m. Um, I come in here early. I make a pot of coffee and I just sit down and there's usually a lot of traffic for some reason really early. Um, and I'll get like a bunch of new people in there. And I had this lady hop in and she said, I don't know what to do. I'm 5'5", five, five, I'm 300 pounds, I'm obese and I need to do something. What would you recommend? And I said, get up and start walking. Like, mm-hmm. and I just said like an object in motion stays in motion. So like, just start moving. And I said, like, do you put anything on your TikTok? And she said, no. And I said, go take a video of you taking a walk today. And that's your ground zero video. Just go do it. I don't care if it's your feet. I don't care if it's you like panting on the couch, go take a video and start your journal right now. And she's like, well, I'm just afraid of like the negativity that comes around that. And so like, then I, you know, I, I had a conversation with this lady for like five minutes and I just said like, there is a toxic side of the gym culture. There is like, that's not um, a surprise, but it's like that vocal minority. Like there's this little toxic side of gym culture. And then there's the rest of us that want everybody to get better and, and stronger and like healthier. So like I told her, like, you just, you can't worry about these people because all of us are going to back you up. So I gave her a follow and she said that uh, she disappeared. Like, she just disappeared. She came back like 10 minutes later. She's like, I just got done talking to my fiance and he thinks that that's a really good idea. And I'm going to go for a walk today. And like that right there, like, and I, I'm getting goosebumps saying it again, but like that made my day and like made me very proud of what we're doing because like this lady, I hope that she'll stick with it. I don't know if she will, but she made a commitment on Friday morning out of the blue to go take a walk when she's obese and knows that she needs to do something. So like, that is what I want to do. I just want to make it a positive impact in the fitness world for people to just like find goals, chase them, and then elevate their goals. 
Man. And this all started in 2020. Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah, your mentality has always been like that more than like, yeah. like that's yeah. just who you are. But I'm saying like, as far as us knowing who you are now. Yeah. So the brand started at the end of 2020. So, I mean, it, it was damn near 2021, but um, I'm not the type to just sit back. I knew I was going to get job offers again when shit started to stabilize and it wasn't so crazy. I knew I was going to get job offers again and I knew I could have been just fine, like fucking off and doing nothing until I got job offers again. But I can't do that. Like I can't, I can't sit idle. Um, maybe it's ADD. I don't know, maybe whatever, but I can't just sit back and wait. So like we did this, um, and it's been, yeah, it's just been really rewarding. Um, everybody else, you know, everybody knew they're going to get their jobs back. Like all of us did, everybody that got laid off, knew they're going to get their jobs back. So like, I think the vast majority of everybody was like, all right, let's get those big unemployment checks. And I'm just going to sit here and fuck off. And like, I just can't do that. Like I had to go do something else. So we just made a huge pivot. And you're employing people now, right? Not yet. (laughs) When he makes this video for the 24th, that goes viral. He's going to have to hire his buddy and a bunch of buddies. I'm going to have to hire you guys for PR. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, even if it's not like, in house, it's still like employing like the, the post office people, like oh, the people yeah, like exactly. the ink and so you know all that. Yeah. You know, it's a trickle down effect. Right? Uh, exactly, exactly, and that that is a fact. Like all the all the money we've made is getting rolled into something something else, and I, I do everything I can to like try to keep it local. Um, obviously, some of the stuff I I get is not local, but um, yeah, the post office. I don't know how much money they make off each package I ship, but I know that it's impactful because of like the postmaster and I have a really great relationship and she's like super thankful um, every day when I swing by, but there's like, we're, we're in the top three um, in the whole community. We're in the top three shipping. I, I don't know what you call it, but we ship as many packages as like the top three. Wow. So oh, like, nice. we're up there like top tier in the community here. So she's like very thankful to have us, at her post office because they make money off that. Man, the internet, man. Yeah. It's wild. (laughs) So what advice would you have for people? All right. Give me just kind of like a a realm of advice. Am I just like throwing advice to like anybody or is it like in a specific thing? Oh, just whatever you advise for just a normal person. Like what would you recommend for somebody? Like just, just go do it. Like whatever it is, just fucking do it. Like, we've all got something that we're thinking about. I don't care what it is. Like you might be wanting to start a business. You might be, you know, wanting to go ask a chick out. You might be wanting to like go get a job. You might be wanting to do anything. You might be wanting to go buy a fucking car. Just go do it and make it work. Like don't hold back. Like there's not enough time in life to sit there and weigh the options until you completely blow your fucking chances. Like analysis paralysis is like, I, I hate it so much. Like I've dealt with a lot of people that, that do that. They overanalyze things and they never make moves because they're trying to wait for that perfect time. There's never a perfect time. Just fucking do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause like when I first started doing this podcast, I was supposed to do it with a buddy of mine and then he kept dragging his feet and I was like, come on, man, we got to do this shit. And then uh, one day he was supposed to come over and we were, I had no idea what, how to start a podcast. We were just going to record something like on our phone. 
And then uh, he never showed up. And I was like, fuck this shit, man. So I went on Amazon, bought some equipment, and then just started YouTubing and asking questions. And, you know, here we are now. But it's like if I would have waited for somebody else or, you know, I would be standing still not doing anything. Exactly. What what episode number is this? I mean, you're in the hundreds. Uh, 169? Yeah, so something like that. Yeah. Let's look. Yeah. Because you'll be 169. 169 episodes in and and you could really be at zero if you would have just sat there and thought about it more yeah i mean it's just like like i said fear stops a lot of stuff. it's like your inner bitch man mm-hmm. you know like a yep. lot of us are like our biggest critic and it's like oh you got to have a little bit of an ego you can't have too much of an ego but you got to have something mm-hmm. to get you going and i saw this one guy said one time ego is good if you can justify the work behind it yeah i like that i like that <laughs> Do you have anything else for him? No, sir. <laughs> Mark, do you want to ask him any questions or drop some motivational Mark shit on him? Yeah, yeah. Mark, give us some <laughs> advice. Yeah, Mark, you got good advice always, too. Give us, give the people some advice. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm with my guy here. Like I always say, you know, we've only got a limited time. You got you to gotta just make shit happen. You can't just sit back. Like, you know, I've been coaching for 20 years. I'm coaching with one of the most successful coaches in the area. But yet he comes to me. He just got coach of the year. He comes to me and says, this is really yours because he sees what I put in in the room because mm-hmm. I'm basically like the room coach. I don't care if people know who I am. They're going to see on the map what I'm producing. Yeah. And then these kids, I mean, you know, we just had Maggie go to world team trials and we've got other kids coming up going to Fargo in a couple months. So, you know, it's just, I just said, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it the best I can. And that's how I've attacked everything now with you, with my weight loss. I, I woke up one day. I was like, I'm tired of being fat. It's time to go. I haven't looked back since. And, you know, Andrew here, he's like, do the fucking work. That's, I mean, it doesn't get any plainer than that. Yeah. You do the fucking work, period. It's going to pay off. Yeah. And then the thing with the ego. Yeah. My sport, you've got to have a little bit of egos. It's confidence. Ego, you know, kind of goes hand in hand, but you've got to have that balance because, you know, anytime you toe the line, that dude's coming out with the same stuff. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're gonna try and take what's yours. Yeah. And that's what I tell my kids all the time. I was like, they're coming to take what's yours. We work behind closed doors, hot, sweaty room, hours on hours. And if you don't go out there and take it, they're just going to walk right over you and say, hey, oh, that's mine. And it happens. That's life. Yeah. And that's what I told somebody the other day. The kids were in the room talking about, oh, you know, if you don't if you don't win and you try, you're still trying. I'm like, there's two people in the world, winners and whiners. I love when you said that. Period. Yeah. yeah. There's winner. Oh, yeah. You're not a loser. You're just a whiner because you're going to be excuses, excuses, excuses. <laughs> Done. Who in this room is a, a whiner? <laughs> Man, you know what? Time to go. Great podcast. I'm out. Deuces. <laughs> But you're still looking at me. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> we just want you to do better. I man. know, I know. And I'm telling you guys, I got this. You keep telling us, but you got to believe in yourself, man. Day one, tomorrow, boom. Not let's even go, about let's day do one. It. No, no, it's no, not no, day no, one, no. man. Today, today. Oh, somebody there? Hello? <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow is a promise. It doesn't exist. That's right. Yeah. It's like you got to change your mindset, man. It really is. It's like your mentality needs to change. Because like I said, I mean, you're going to wake up one day. We're all going to wake up one day and it's going to be our last day. Yeah. And it's like, what are you gonna, are you going to have regret for all the times you wasted not doing shit, wishing you would have done something? It's easier to have 
failures than regrets, in my opinion. Because at least failure, you tried. Regret, yeah. you didn't even try. You know? Absolutely. What's that? There's like a there's like a proverb. It's like uh, what the best time to plant a tree was ten years ago. The second <laughs> best time is today. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you gotta do, man. Yeah. Tomorrow's tomorrow's a bad a bad place. I hate to say, uh, you know, I'll push it off to tomorrow. Like even yesterday, like I ran out of time. I was gonna get a lift in yesterday, and I was like, ah, fuck, I'll do it tomorrow. But um, I I didn't put it off today. And it was cool because I was able to come into this podcast with the endorphin rush. So that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that helps things out a little bit. But oh, maybe yeah. maybe do that. Maybe on recording days, make sure you're getting it in right before you're uh, recording. Get that endorphin rush. Gets that conversation really rolling. Yeah. Get some testosterone and be a man. What's the stuff? D-ball? Oh, shut the fuck up. I'm going to get some win, baby. I'm going to get some for Tesla. <laughs> you just need to change your mentality. Then that everything else will take into place. True. True. Man, I appreciate your time. Um, where can everybody find you? Yeah, you can find me on all social media at dude that lifts. Um, it's pretty consistent. Um, and then website dude that lifts.com. Um, you can uh, find the shirt club there. And then obviously the do the lifts community on Facebook. I would love to have everybody in the world in there, but you got to make a purchase first. I don't mean to be an asshole. I'm just selective. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, I, down here in your, um, in your notes, I'd like to create a promo code for you guys. So if your listeners do want to opt in for a, a discount on their first purchase, we can give them a discount for you guys. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm not prepared for it right this second. I'll just message it to you. I'll okay. create a promo Thank code you. for you and we'll, we'll add it to the notes for uh, when this publishes, but yeah, absolutely. And if anybody's got any question, you can go to do the and contact me there, or you can hit me up on any social and just shoot me a DM. I'm happy to answer any questions and you are talking to me. You're not talking to a bot or somebody underneath me. If you got a question for me, you're going to get me. Awesome, man. One one selfish question. Where is the best place to go in Montana? Because I plan on going to all 50 states. So that's on the on the map. Uh, so touristy, I would be looking at like Glacier National Park. Um, you're going to see some incredible stuff there. Um, yeah, I, I would probably stick with like that. The National Parks, Glacier National Park. There is Yellowstone. So if you wanted to get like the Montana, Wyoming experience, you can do those. But like Glacier has... When you think Montana, you think big skies, giant fucking mountains, and glaciers got that. Yellowstone is getting down into some like some different terrain that's still incredible. There's still some big mountains, but it's like it's not really representative of like what Montana really is, just because it's like more like the geysers and all that stuff. But I, I would stick with like the Glacier National Park. You get up into that really big country up there. Yeah, if you ever need any advice for uh, for your kids on wrestling, hit Mark up. <laughs> Hell yeah, he's, Hell he's yeah. got you. One hundred percent. Oh, I mean, sorry, Mark. Do you, mind, do you mind answering no. questions for him? Okay. <laughs> I like to grow it as much as we can. And yeah. When he said his girl wrestles, I was like, "Hey, that's even better. Fastest growing yeah. sport in America right now is women's wrestling." Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome to see it. There's a lot of young ladies um, that are that are getting into it. I really enjoyed this conversation. Hopefully, maybe we can have you back on again, man. Uh, like uh, we can, yeah, talk about some other shit too, for sure. Yeah, like I, said, I, I think I, the I thing, would love to rejoin for sure. I'm I'm in. Thanks, like, man. The thing I like about what this podcast it's like uh, it's developing relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like 
you can never have enough good people in your life. And so I think all of us can uh, sharpen each other. 100%. 100%. I'm happy to be here. Um, and I, I guess I, I'd like to commend you guys on a good platform here. You know, I've, I've been on several podcasts in the past. And like one thing I always insist on is there's no scripts and no politics. And you guys are all about that. So it's awesome. Like I will like run down some tangents on like my belief system, but I won't ever like bring in politics or bash anything like that. And then I, I do not like scripted stuff. I like to shoot from the hip um, and have no idea what the conversation is going to be about. I think it's always more meaningful that way because you have just better conversation when, when you're not, ready for the questions yeah like one day i was talking to somebody on instagram i can't remember who it was but they were like so yeah just send me the topics you want to talk about and the questions you're going to ask and i was like we don't do that we just want to like have a like a normal conversation and he's like mm -hmm. and they were like uh yeah i'll get back to you I was like, <laughs> it's, not, yeah. it's not jimmy kimmel you know or like jimmy fallon and all right. that oh bullshit, yeah like the know, just, uh the, yeah. Yeah. like like the pre, like pre-record or not pre-interview sometimes like they'll have the person mm -hmm. go in there and ask them a question and it's just like it's it's not authentic they do what like now? You don't get to know the person. You've watched like Jay Leno. Yeah. You know how they answer the questions. They'll have somebody go in before and like have topics they talk about. Oh. You know, mm -hmm. like I said, I, I always want this to be a conversation. Like I used to hate it. Like when he first started, when he was like, <laughs> he, he would always go to people like, hey, uh, uh, tell me about yourself. Like that's the most awkward thing to ask somebody, man. Like just start talking. Yeah, you know, just have a I didn't, conversation. I didn't do it today. I didn't you do it. You wanted to do it. I mean, I sure did, but I already knew not to. <laughs> but I didn't do it yesterday to I, either person. But I'm just saying, uh, it, sometimes it makes people nervous, man. It's just like, and it doesn't feel authentic. I did do it. I did ask Daniel, and then he told me that he was a little nervous. Yeah, I don't, do, I don't, yeah. don't do that. Don't yeah, do that. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. But Andrew, I appreciate it, man. Thanks, uh, brother. It's been fun. Take it easy, yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Yep, you guys. All right, man. Love you lots. Bye. All right. See ya. <laughs>